0: Welcome to Fitmind Fit Body, the podcast where we dive into the synergy between running, mindfulness and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Michelle Frost, coming to you with an energy packed series that's as nuts as it is inspiring. We're about to embark on a journey with some incredible individuals who've taken up the Gone Nuts 101 challenge. In fact, I think I've heard it's 103 kilometers. And that's right, it's 103 kilometers of Tasmania's breathtaking trails that will test the limits of their bodies and their minds. In this series, you'll be meeting a few of the brave souls taking on this epic adventure. We'll check in with them monthly, getting the lowdown on all their training, the ups and the downs, and all of the in-betweens. And of course, we'll wrap it all up with a post-race celebration episode where we'll hear all the war stories and the triumphs from the finish line. So lace up your sneakers and pop in your earbuds and let's get ready to go nuts. In this episode, we're learning a little bit more about Gary Wood and why he's taking on the Gone Nuts Challenge. Today on the podcast, we're doing something a little different. And Gary Wood has been very kind to jump in and be the first guinea pig to introduce himself into our new plan. Um, I'll get into it a little bit more later, but basically I'm grabbing a whole, well, probably a handful, maybe five to 10 people who have uh, decided to jump into the Gone Nuts event in 2024, coming up in March, 2024. Uh, And they're going to, go through, jump in with us, I should say, each month and say how it's going. So today we're just going to do an introduction with Gary and get to know him a little bit more, like why is he even signing up to this crazy thing, let alone where does he come from, what kind of running does he already do and why does he run in the first place. Um, so I hope you enjoy this. Let us know how, how these kind of this series goes for you and whether you'd want more of this because I think it's going to be fun. But right now we're going to introduce you to Gary and then he's going to be back um, at once a month, between now and, and March, for a 15-minute episode telling us how his training's going. And that's sort of how the format's going to go. So, let's start. Gary, welcome, as I just Hi. said. Great to Thank have you. you.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, where do you live, for a start? Yeah, I live in sunny Auguston on the northwest coast. I love that. That's actually, well, I suppose you're
0: up there near where we're going to be running
1: yes yeah, it's sort of um, nearly out my backyard I guess
0: I love that um tell me like I always start the podcast talking about where people have grown up so where what's your backstory Gary where did you grow up
1: yeah yeah I grew up in Latrobe um not too far down the road and um yeah I moved to Ulverston um about 15 16 years ago um uh, with my wife and Two girls, yeah, uh, a daughter and a stepdaughter, and uh, yeah, uh, I love it here. And and I love, um, you know, the the, the kind of uh, opportunities I have for trail running around here in the dial range, etc. Oh,
0: it's beautiful there, I love it. Yeah, uh, when you were at school, were you pretty sporty? Did, were you uh, running? Oh, <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, I, I was a trier, um, and certainly wasn't uh. Yeah, I quickly realised that I was never going to be a great footballer or a cricketer um, and and sort of left sport um, when I left school for many, many years. And uh, it wasn't until I was 40 that I actually, uh, uh, the company I was working for, got a team together for a five kilometre fun run. And I thought, gee, you know, I'd been doing a bit of mountain bike riding and I thought five kilometres doesn't seem too bad so I thought why not I'll, I'll jump in and be part of that and uh, my first run I think lasted about 200 meters and I very quickly realized that you know I've got a lot of work to do here.
0: Running
1: and riding uh, are not the same. They are not the same definitely not they, they probably help each other in different ways but uh, yes I certainly uh, had a very steep learning curve as far as running went.
0: How? Um, uh, sorry what work were you doing? Just out of interest, what?
1: Yeah, at the time I was working at a company, uh, an irrigation company, uh, at Somerset. Yeah. Coincidentally, uh, um, my my boss, uh, Michael Phillips, was also the organizer of the Gone Nuts event. So cool. And. I loved it. He has been such an inspiration for me. Uh, he also does a lot of really crazy stuff, adventure racing, where they. Uh, um, Cycle, run, kayak, climb ropes, do all sorts of amazing things for days on end, often with no sleep. Wow. And I looked at him and thought, "Wow, you know, we're all capable of so much more than what uh, we give ourselves credit for." And yeah, he really inspired me to to get going with with a bit of running.
0: I love that. So, so the five k. Why did you keep going? So you you signed up to this five k. It sounds like you don't you don't look much more than forty one anyway. So <laughs> last year, and you just
1: <laughs> you
0: just went um yeah two hundred
1: meters and but you still yeah so, uh, yeah two hundred meters and then six weeks later uh, we we got through the five k and I think I did it in about twenty eight minutes and I thought wow I actually really enjoyed that and uh, just the whole process of of Mm -hmm. preparing for it and having something to look forward to. Um, It definitely became a bit of an outlet. And I thought, gee, what could I do next? And um, uh, later that year, same thing, we signed up for the Bernie 10. And uh, I did a couple of Bernie 10s and thought, I've done that now. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, well, what's next? And and then uh, Michael started talking about this amazing event that he was – in the process of creating and, uh, yeah, I thought, wow, I've got to be a part of that. That's, that sounds amazing. And, uh, yeah, it, it went on from there.
0: So so you have you been in every one of the Gone Nuts events?
1: <laughs> I've been involved in every one. Um, the, the inaugural 2017 event, I actually walked the 25 with a friend and I thought, wow, that would have been really fun to run some of that. Oh. Um, so I came back to next year. And did the 50 kilometre and completed that. And then I thought, wow, you know, it'd be nice to tick off the big one. Um, So I signed up and uh, tried to do the 101. Mm -hmm. I made it to the 50k mark and unfortunately had to pull out. And uh, that just uh, spurred me on to come back in 2020 and, and... actually finish it, which was uh, amazing and uh, something I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Uh, Then the next year, 2021, I came back to volunteer for for the event and uh, had a great day out, you know, helping other runners on their journey. Um, But it really uh, made me want to be out there again. Mm -hmm. So in 2022, I lined up for the 101 again. And that time I made it to the 75K mark and had to pull out. Uh, yeah, look, weather weather can play a part, and yeah. there can be some factors that can certainly uh, hinder your progress. Of uh, but I was still I was still very happy with my seventy five k And and uh, yeah, I thought you know look, I've I've done every distance bar the seventy five officially twenty twenty four go back and do the seventy five, and hopefully tick that one off as well.
0: Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Like, there's so much to dig into there. Really, what is it that? Do you think that you learn? What did you learn really from the ones where you didn't finish versus the ones you did finish? Did you do you feel oh, like you learn more when you don't finish, or how does that work?
1: Look, the first the first time uh, I didn't finish the the hundred and one, I was absolutely devastated. I, I thought, wow, I put all, all that work in. I thought I was so prepared, yeah. and uh, you know, I just I couldn't believe that it, that it had happened to me that I hadn't finished and after a while I got thinking I thought you know it's a big undertaking and and something like that there are so many things that can go wrong and if uh, if you don't make it it's it, it's you haven't failed um you you've still won just by making it to the start line yeah. and uh, yeah so I I guess I I learnt a bit of uh, humility as far as um you yeah, don't don't expect Everything just to go your way all the time. Uh, running's not like that. Uh, if you if you're lucky enough to get through your training injury free and, and yeah. make it to the start, that's great. And just just to enjoy um, the event for what it is and, and the time you get to spend out there on yeah, you know, enjoying the amazing scenery and um, the camaraderie with the other runners, it, it's it's a great day. What about when you when you actually
0: achieved it? When you did complete the the 101 or I've heard it's 103 um
1: yeah, definitely measures a little bit longer but uh yeah look uh, obviously the feeling of, of of elation and and um yeah it was it was a certainly uh the closest I've ever felt to a runner's high I guess uh, <laughs> even though I was pretty broken um and for a while you know I think I felt like um I could achieve anything in life it, it, you feel yeah so accomplished in in something set out to do and and managed to achieve so it was uh it was really nice oh,
0: i love that and what did your family think about you finishing that big race
1: oh look um i'm so lucky i've got such um supporting family around me that that uh, right behind me all the way um they they came on the journey with me you know every step of the way and um they were super proud and you know, I I hope that it, that's also inspired um, my girls, my wife. You know that they other things in their life that they might want to do, not necessarily running a hundred kilometers, but you know, go for it. If there's something you want to do, give it a shot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If the last one across the line.
0: No, absolutely <laughs> it, doesn't. I'm, I'm planning to be that. I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was, not quite there, but I was, I was well back.
0: <laughs> I, you just get to enjoy it for longer. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, what does a training look like for a big race like that?
1: Look, um, I don't think anyone could have perfect preparation for something like this. I, I don't know, unless you were running those sorts of distances all the time, it's very hard to uh, to. Model something that that really works because it's such a diverse race with the, the terrain, and uh, the distance and the unknown weather that you might be facing. Um, but I feel like the biggest thing is getting hours on your feet. Um, not about being fast or or um, anything terribly specific, other than get out there and um, spend as much time as you can. And if it's even if it's walking, you know. Yeah, uh, walking up hills, on bush trail, whatever. Um, that's what's worked for me, and it prepares you as well as you can be, uh, I guess. Um, I, I do do a few specific things. Um, core strength. Um, mm-hmm. try and try and because you use your core for such a long period of time. Um, yeah, and cross training. I I do uh, quite a bit of mountain biking, and mm-hmm. I find that. Quite beneficial for um, the cardio side of things and, and low impact so less injuries, don't yeah. you know, fall off.
0: Yeah. Do you have a coach or do you just train yourself?
1: No, I've never had a coach mm-hmm. and I, I train pretty much on my own. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of information out there to read and uh, things that you can get advice from, I guess, but um, at the end, it's just doing what feels right for you and what what you can manage, you know. Because uh, juggling it into working full time and um, family life, friends, everything else that you you try and squeeze in there, it can be it can be tough.
0: I was going to ask you what work are you doing now, and how do you fit in your training with you know work and
1: family? Yeah, coaching? I work. I work for a company called AJL and um, heavy vehicle repairs, etc. I, I work as a senior administrator, so a lot of um, sitting behind a computer and um, this sort of counteracts some of that. Getting out there and certainly for the mind, um, stepping away from from all those sorts of uh, pressures at work to to be out in the bush and and having a run, um, you're certainly not thinking about those sorts of things. Or so I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking about where my feet are going and, um, really? yeah, usually just taking in the nature and just, yeah, being in the moment.
0: So how, how do you fit it in your your schedule? Like do you mostly run in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Like how do you no, fit it in? How do you do that?
1: I <laughs> up early enough, so I, I really don't um, okay. do any exercise of a morning. It's usually uh, uh, on the way home from work, up into the dive, Or uh, or one of the local running tracks, and and just get out there, hour, two hours. Um, As I ramp up in training, it'll be into the night with a head torch and um, longer and longer runs. And then, of course, on the weekend, when uh, opportunity, getting up very early and and getting out, getting a good training run in, and um, getting home to. Deal with everything else that, uh, that the weekend entails.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, what do you think you're most looking forward to with this upcoming race in 2024?
1: Well, hopefully, a nice, cool day. That'll be a good start. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, um, the the different distance, um, having done all the other distances, this particular one. Um, I feel like I'm going to be fresh for for different parts of the race where I may have been struggling before so I'm hoping that I, I might be a little stronger and and be able to enjoy it even that little bit more um, but look um, certainly just being in the amazing uh, part of the coastline that that we're lucky enough to to live on uh, to enjoy that that scenery that's some of the the most um, picturesque tracks you can run on yeah. and some of that private land in the last 25 that you, you don't have access to at any other time. It, it's it's really special.
0: I've got to try and get there when it's not dark.
1: <laughs> do. Hopefully you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. Um, is there any advice that you would give people who are thinking about, well, will I, won't I? What kind of advice would you give them?
1: Um, Yeah, look, I would never tell anyone not to do it. Um, Certainly, certainly, uh, give it a shot. Uh, Even if you fall short, um, you'll still have an amazing time. And um, if you don't put that much pressure on yourself, uh, it's got really generous cut-off times. Run till you can't. Walk till (laughs) you know, you you feel right to run again or... uh, or finish walking if you have to, but but just yeah, get out there and experience it for yourself. And it, it is addictive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did I ask you why why do you think you're drawn to this kind of activity, this um endurance
1: sport? I, I love um the adventure, I guess, and it, mm-hmm. it certainly is that. It's it's not your everyday race by any means. Um I did a few races with our local running club. Um and Whilst they're very enjoyable, uh, there's something very special about a point-to-point race where you're going across all this different terrain and it's it's just got a very different feel about it when you're climbing fences and um, up amazingly steep hills and bits and pieces that you just don't usually get to experience. It's, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's I think it's... Um, it it's, it's the epicness of the whole event yeah. that, that makes it, uh, yeah, so exciting.
0: I, I talked to some people on the podcast um, a little while ago and we talked about just what it does to you when you go out and do these kind of adventure spirit things and, and you know, the spirit of adventure, I should say, that that makes us want to explore not just what's over the next hill but figuratively for us as well, you know, like what can we do as as a, as a human, um, in, individually? So I wonder whether we it's that stuff from you know that's in our DNA that
1: uh, so it certainly was for me. Um, you know, as the the distances increase, it's like, well, I did I did that distance. Can I do a bit more? You know, how far could you go before you couldn't do it anymore? I think for me, one hundred and one is definitely about my limit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever sign up for a 100-miler, but I also know that you should never say never.
0: <laughs> I know some in the rest of Australia with silly names and because they talk about them on the podcast. They're like Ridiculous South and whatever, <laughs> Irrational East or something. Um They all have very good um cl- uh, closing off times as well. <laughs> You've got plenty of time to do them. So you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. someone, someone was on the podcast who wants to do... um He's gonna do I think it's got the triple crown two hundred miler next year. So that's obviously three of those two hundred milers across the year next year. So there you yeah. go. Maybe one day. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Who knows?
0: <laughs> never say never, as they say. Um right. Gary. what sort of things do you think about when you're out there running? Like what kind of things go on in your head?
1: Yeah, I guess um it, definitely about staying upright. That's that's a big one for me. But uh, when you when you're in those sort of areas where that you're not as concerned about that, um, I find myself daydreaming a lot. You know, just thinking about family and friends and yeah. places I'd like to go. Just yeah, really escaping. But um, as I said before, I, I get lost in the nature a lot of the time. Just you know birds, song, you know, the the whole just being out there in the bush is just uh, it's a special feeling. And I, I think um, the more I do it, um, even when I can't run anymore, I'll be quite attached to going back out there, bushwalking, doing whatever, because um, it, it's just a, a time where you can really be in your own head mm. and, you know, thinking about anything that's not what you normally would be thinking about, I guess. Yeah,
0: we can sort of be grounded, I suppose, as well. Yeah. That sense of of being, you know, in nature and it just feels, yeah, it feels right. Sounds terrible. We should all go out, I think, what do they say it in Japan? Um, Forest bathing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds cool.
0: (laughs) It does. It sounds good, doesn't it? All right. Is there anything else about the race in its itself that you think we should share at this point?
1: Um, I guess uh, practice everything that you you can. Um, as far as what you're going to be wearing on the day, does that work for you? What you're going to eat and drink? Um, they're they're very important things to to know. Have a have a uh, nutrition plan. Uh, mm-hmm. because <laughs> I heard someone describe these ultras as basically uh, an eating competition with some running thrown in <laughs> to, to keep enough kilojoules going in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it is to a degree. Um, yeah, they're the things to practice. And say, so don't try anything new on the day. Um, don't suddenly change socks. I've had some horrendous blisters. Uh, yeah, so make sure what you, you have have really works for you.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and it's a rookie mistake, isn't it, that even uh, people who aren't rookies make, you know, doing something new on race day.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's- we look at the um, the checkpoint station and think, oh, yes, I'll, I'll try some of that, you know, and then 10 kilometres later, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, you know, oh. tummy didn't like it, oh. things like that. So, yeah, yeah, try everything first.
0: If you need a list of what they're gonna have in the aid stations so that you know you can try it, don't you? Yeah, that's it. I love it. Um all right. Oh, well, one thing I, what, what I wanted to ask you. Um how what would be the longest kind of training that you'll do, do you think? For your seventy five. Did you hear me? I'm not sure. You you're still. Oh, my internet. I love the internet problems.
1: Sorry. I lost it. Yeah, I just, yeah uh, it just froze there for a minute.
0: <laughs> uh, so my question was, what's, <laughs> what's the longest um, training that you'll probably do for your 75, do you think?
1: Uh, uh, so I've worked out a bit of a plan on what I, I think I'll be doing. Um, for myself, probably around the 40 kilometre mark will be my longest run. Um, and... For me, I find because I'm quite, uh, I'm quite large. I'm, I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find anything past that, I'm starting to do a bit of damage to my body. So um, that's that's probably long enough. But it's more the consistency, just to get out there regularly, and um, and cross train as well. So, um, but yeah, around that. Um, I think when I did the 101, the longest I did was no longer than 50. Okay. And, yeah. and
0: you're doing that mostly on the trails. It sounds like you're happy. Yeah. on the trails.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, I, I'm not a road runner, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love, which is really good because you're you're training kind of on the similar surfaces to what you'll be running in that you're in. The yeah,
1: trail. and and that's I think that's important too because you certainly do tools on the trails. Uh, I know it's not always possible to to get into the bush, but whenever you can, it, it's it's a good idea to to do that if you can. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I love that, and I'm really looking forward to following your uh, your journey as we make our way to March, early March. Can't remember the exact date. I should have it in front of me. <laughs> Anyone who's interested, of course, in going and entering Gone Nuts themselves, just google gone nuts you'll find it really quickly it's not exactly uh you know there's not lots of other people out there with gone nuts in their (laughs) website uh so gone gone uh, actually i will put the link in the show notes also so anybody interested in signing up to one of these events you can do it as a team also uh and as gary just pointed out you can do the other distances too as a solo so there's lots of options to go and come and explore these amazing coastline of uh, of Northern Tasmania, it's exciting. All right, um, I will be talking to you again uh, next month, Gary. Don't jump off straight away. I'll talk to you uh, off the recording as well. But um, big thank you for sharing the start of your journey. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we run away?
1: I don't think so, Michelle. But uh, no, thank you for having me, and uh, good luck with your training journey as well i hope it all goes well
0: me too crossing my fingers (laughs) anyway you guys are here as my accountability buddies so thank you appreciate it (laughs) get me out the door all right um we'll be back talking to gary next month uh let me know if you've got any feedback and of course if you go and sign up for gone nuts we'd love to hear that too and how your training's going so again thanks gary and i will talk to you next month And just like that, we're off to a running start. A huge thank you to our courageous runners for sharing their stories and to you, our listeners, for joining us on this epic adventure. Remember, it's not just about the finish line. It's about the journey, the community and the moments of clarity along the way. Keep rooting for our runners and tune in for their regular monthly check-ins to see how their training is unfolding. And if you're enjoying this series, we'd love to hear from you. Why not leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends? Let's all go a little nuts together.